Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Hollywood Matt Connolly with the Double Biceps. It is in the contract, the legal requirement every time we appear on camera. Uh, my co-host, co-founder, co-extraordinaire, co-breather of air, co-wearer of clothes. It is, in fact, the winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award, the Master of Disaster, the Count of Monte Cristo, the King of Steam, Thunderlips, the Ultimate Male. It is, in fact... Dave Stockbridge. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that very warm introduction, That's Hollywood right. Matt Connolly. Yeah, we have a very special guest today, a returning guest, the third time on the show. Uh, this man is known for his Brazilian Jiu Jitsu expertise. <laughs> you promised me. <laughs> it is uh, the MMA commentator extraordinaire for Diamondback Fighting Championship is Rich Warner, the man with the book full of knowledge and notes. And mm. welcome back to the show. There it is. He is the oracle on all things local <laughs> MMA and uh, with one of the biggest events of the calendar uh, coming up just this uh, Saturday at the Adelaide Oval, DFC 15. Uh, Rich, I, I bet the, the phones have been ringing off the hook as you're getting the skinny on what's about to uh, transpire on the biggest well, stage that we have here in MMA in South Australia. Yeah, guys, 15. Can you... 15, That's it's like huge, isn't it? 15, we've done 15 right now. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, it's all happening. We've got weigh-ins tomorrow night and then, you know, two days until we, we get to see some of the best talent. So, yeah, really, really starting to switch on and getting focused and excited about it. Um, you know, really interesting to see and hear about, and you know, the, the weight cuts and, and how everyone's going and if there's any ones to specifically worry about, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yes, yes. And... Uh, have you been receiving any messages? You got any tells in the lead up? That you got any little bit of background? Any whispers? Any rumours that you may have come across over the last few days uh, in the lead up to Wayne? Not really. I'm, you know, I think I spoke to you last time, and I said I'd get my act together and and you know, sort of put my nose to the, you know, or ear to the to the wall, sort of thing. But I haven't actually um, done that yet. I do apologise, guys. I haven't. Um, <laughs> so I thought instead of. Instead oh, of finding rumours, we just, <laughs> <laughs> we just make our own rumours up instead, I thought, you know. Mm, and uh, <laughs> and you, you did allude last time. You you almost provided us with an exclusive, although I don't think it was uh, official information at that stage. But the main event, uh, the original main event of the evening, um, was to feature Triple uh, A Shane Mitchell. and. Uh, Big draw, big big draw card, um, and uh, one of the athletes uh, a lot of people love to watch. Um, and uh, you broke it perhaps here first, um, mm. and um, uh, tell us a little bit uh, about that situation and uh, what is yeah. Our, our main event. Yeah, so uh, super disappointing news in good old you know Triple A. You know anywhere, anytime, any place. Shane Mitchell is uh, he does have a calf injury. It sounds like it's going to keep him from fighting. I think there was a quite a good strong uh, rumor in the about the replacement being uh, Tim Rogers um, from mm. Trinity, Trinity MMA. You know Tim Tim's you know a fantastic um, up and coming fighter and has had some injuries and so really really put him out. Um, but, yeah, I spoke to him at the last DFC, and I'll tell you why. He looked fit as, and he was saying, I want to, you know, I'm ready to go. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, yeah, Tim was going to be, I believe, the replacement. I'm not sure what, what 
uh, as, as transpired since then. Doesn't sound like we're going to get that 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 fight in the end against Tristan Mad Dog Murphy in the end uh, with the Irish accent, you know, Tristan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it sounds like uh, that's not going to play out, which will leave a, a final and and, and largest um, fight with uh, the State Knife uh, John Lockham. Uh, from mm. Mildura against um, M16's Adam Collette, a, an amazing fight in itself. So, yeah, um, you know, two amazing, you know, great, great Aussie fighters will be the, um, for the amateur title, I believe, will, will be um, the last card, or last fight on the card instead. Well, well, yeah, and, and most DFCs do end up in a in a title fight. The last couple of fights tend invariably end up with the title on the line. Um, so you, you, we've really got to look forward to two young men at the top of their game coming head-to-head in the main event at DFC 15. Any interesting bouts that are now uh, coming up for you in the undercard that uh, uh, that you've uh, that has maybe caught your eye and um, and your imagination somewhat? Yeah, look, I'm always, you know, excited to see Joe Brown, of course. We've talked about him lots and we love we love him on the podcast, of course. He's facing, uh, you know, a guy from Mildura. Anyone from Mildura, you know, they, these guys are surprise packages from Mildura, you know. We, sometimes you've never heard much or seen them before, but they really step up for competition. So Joe Brown, you know, it's a, it's a middleweight fight. Um, he's fighting, you know, a, a guy with experience in Ben Dawes' 2-0, two, two I believe. So he, you know, he's he's uh, he's got big dreads, and he normally wears them in a in a in a top knot. So I'm not sure if that you know excites you or not. But mm. I reckon watch out for the dread movement because that's watching the movement of the dreads is the key to the next punch for Joe. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The dreads give it away. What do you reckon? Action. Yeah. Distraction technique. Yeah, very interesting. So you just got to keep an eye on your on the back of the head of your opponent as much mm. as. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Joe. I think Joe. <laughs> certainly, all of the senses at his availability. Is, is it like fighting the predator? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Fighting yeah, shadow and right. shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it could be a, a, shadow an absolute is the man. Banger. Defeat the dread one. <laughs> defeat, defeat the man. The man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what so, you read on um, uh, the the hybrid uh, rules and uh, the hybrid bouts that we've got uh, coming up at DFC because that's a that's a, a, a new um, uh, a new addition to the to the DFC format. Yeah, it, I mean it's brilliant, isn't it? Because you know, I suppose I think. Every, every fight always starts at the start of a round in, in being stand-up. And, you know, sometimes it always, you know, it doesn't always stay there. But if you're a fan of MMA, you certainly have probably gotten there through a love of watching striking, whether that be from boxing or, you know, uh, Muay Thai, who know, you know, even, you know, the old days of uh, K1 and so forth. So, you know, we've got a couple of... <laughs> couple of interesting in uh, fights. One, one with a guy called Sadiq Asifi. Um, mm. He was just absolutely super supersonic uh, last year when he um, he fought on the Muay Thai card, and he he just didn't put a foot wrong. It was like, oh my gosh, it was his first first ever fight, I believe. But it, it was like he had 10, 15 fights before, and just absolutely everything he did was, was beautiful, perfect timing, and with such confidence um mm. so yeah he, he's obviously uh, had another year of experience under his belt before he's going to fight for his second fight but it's amazing like as i said like his debut was like of a very experienced fighter so interesting to see what he's going to come up against uh come up with against uh, googly elmi from chow kaizen um mm. 
Well, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm really not sure, but I'm expecting to see, you know, it, it finished, I believe, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that they'll do the old Muay Thai thing where we'll start the first round a bit slower and then we'll get, gather momentum into the second and third. I think it's going to be crazy. Yeah. And how would you how would you best describe to a layperson the hybrid rules in uh, I guess contrast to what they might see in the other bouts, the MMA bouts for the evening? Yeah, well, I suppose we've got two, and there's a slight difference in rules in both of them. Um, with the Sadiq Asifi and Guglielmi fight, I believe it's it's throws and takedowns plus uh-huh. the eight limbs. Uh-huh. So I believe it's elbows and knees as well, which is, yeah, especially because a lot of, our, our, you know, the fights that we have are be amateur. So when you see something like this where they're allowed to absolutely throw elbows and just open each other up, it's just absolutely, you know, uh, crazy. When the fighter hit, hits the canvas, uh, it's they're stood up again. Is that uh, – Yeah, no yeah. So you can, you can do your – you can do your, your throw and your takedown, and, of course, that will incur points, but you're not going to be able to do submissions after that. They will be stood yeah. up like a, like a Muay Thai. Yeah, like a Muay Thai. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, a lot of work will, will obviously happen in the clinch as well. Mm, yeah, very interesting. And is this the first time you, you in your experience as a commentator you, you've called the this type of modified rule set? Well, I think like we're sort of making it um, more difficult than it needs to be because it's because of this word Sanshu that we've legalised it under, but really right. it's it's just K one or Muay Thai with some you know slight rule of you know this one doesn't allow uh, throws and takedowns whereas this one does, but you know so the, both both of so them are. Sorry, Sorry, so in a practical sense, it's just uh, it, it, we're basically facilitating. Uh, a form of Muay Thai in the cage. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, some of the, the the Muay Thai loyalists are going to, if we say that, they're going to expect a Muay Thai style, which means stance and so forth. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that. I would expect okay. more of a, you know, e- each fighter is going to bring their own specific, you know, background. I think um, Guglielmi from Chao Kaizen is also a fighter um, under a specifically uh, kickboxing Muay Thai club as well. Um, oh. Whether they go more of a K1 stance versus Muay Thai is their own background and, and you know, either can can work and will work, I'm sure. So yeah. a really interesting X factor for, for fight fans who wouldn't, would never have come across this uh, previously in the cage in Australia. So th- this has uh, got a great deal of novelty. It's going to be interesting to see a little bit like the early days of the UFC, Matt, where nobody quite knew you had the different styles colliding, people still feeling out what was going to work best in that format. And we might see a little bit of that transpire there. Sumo, at sumo was uh, not effective. Sumo, no, sumo. sumo. <laughs> we found that out. Ambo was. Um, <laughs> you would have thought uh, there was there was a, a hybrid fight that took place in Japan with Aoki. I don't know if you remember that the guy who used to wear the fancy pants and uh, fantastic submission artist, and not as good on the feet. But he did a hybrid match uh, with a striker kickboxer. The first round was pure kickboxing, <clears throat> and then the second round was grappling, and it was you know, so each round had a different dynamic exactly. to it. But, ah. but Aoki was such a an annoying uh, opponent in that first round when it was stand-up only, he would throw a attempted flying kick and then fall on the ground and take his time getting up <laughs> and, then, uh, and then throw another flying kick and fall on the ground and take his time. Everyone's booing. Like, he's obviously gaming the rules so that he could get through this round to get to the second so, round. Yeah. 
and he did that. He got to the second round. <laughs> Yes, this is my time. He's running second round to start. He's come straight across the the, the cage uh, for a takedown. My time to shine. And the other guys need him straight in the face <laughs> and knock him out. Sucked in. That's what you get. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and you've seen 1FC do some similar kind of uh, hybrid fights as well where they'll do like, uh, you know, one round is Muay Thai. Um, I think – uh, who was it? Did you watch it recently? It was only about well, in the last six months, I suppose, where it was, uh, uh, yeah, one one of the – was it Rod Tang and somebody? Uh, or is Muay Thai the first round and then the next round was like – oh, it was against Demetrius Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and, yeah, Demetrius Johnson uh, took the first round in terms of just tried to survive it. Uh, you know, with the the, the more against Muay Thai, um, mm. and he was against oh, I can't I can't remember who it was, whether it was Rod Tang or uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, yeah, superstar. He survived. He managed not to get knocked out because he's super hard to finish. And then in the second round, he just came forward and he just and he won. Yeah, Demetrius Johnson. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. Some different takes on on way to do things, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's just going to be uh, exciting to see in in the cage in itself, um, and uh, still some some great fights uh, to still look forward to that night. Some good uh, interstate talent making its way to South Australia, and in some cases, uh, travelling back uh, for a second or third time. So, uh, Seku Seku Kamara, Seku Kamara, yeah, <laughs> your favourite name to announce. Uh, one of my favourites. <laughs> I do like Seku Seku Kamara. Yeah, he always gets yeah. the best. Of- Always turns up looking fantastic and uh, and and essentially, you know, looking like he, he's going to do some damage. Oh. So uh, he always performs very, very well. Well, he's got a tough. I, got... I, I like Seku. Seku. Are you, you going to go for for Seku? Seku. I'm setting Sorry. you up here. I'm setting you up for a foul because he's against Louis Passon, of course. You know, Louis, so Louis, the junkyard dog. <laughs> Yeah, he's going for the uh, the top dog uh, title, I believe, because uh, the Mad Dog is off the card. Now, uh, Mad so. Dog is off the card. Yeah. I think the Junkyard Dog might have had something to do with he that, did. just behind That's the right. scenes. Yeah, Wasn't he's happy. Behind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he's the only dog on the on the card now. So uh, can we make it the only one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seku and Louis, that's that's going to be an awesome fight. Best fight and yeah. top knockout, and then top dog. dog. Yeah. So uh, Louis Passon walks away with that one. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean Louis is always exciting when he steps up to the cage. Um, so uh, a couple of big wins, well, a big win uh, under his belt uh, in Apex, um, and um, I don't. It, in the meantime, very close when he when he travelled into state more more recently. I think uh, overdue. Yeah. Victoria. Well, he's and, coming uh, off that loss, isn't he? Some, so, yeah, learned some lessons there, but um, uh, still looking looking good and uh, training well. And uh, and uh, Saturday will uh, reveal what he's been working on over the last month or so. Is it fair to say you'd, you'd expect him to beat Seku? My. Uh, that's what you said last week. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it depends. Where's your money, Rich? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> like he, 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 if like he'd, he'd be the betting favourite, you'd say. I mean, Seku's got a great chance, and you never, you never. This is the great thing about this sport, isn't it? You can yeah. never know what's really going to happen. Um, mm. But I just, yeah, Seku's quite rangy. Know. 
he, he moves well, uh, but then you got Louis, who's just uh, he's a beast, and uh, he, he puts a poles on a lot of pressure, and uh, makes it very difficult for uh, his opponent if they get on the back uh, on the back foot early on. Uh, Louis doesn't ease off, mm, but if yeah. he does bring that, that is that is a big jump up in his uh, career for sure. I mean, that's uh, that's a big win for him if he pulls that off. Mm. Well, well, here's the key, I reckon, to this one. Right, interesting thing about Seku is. He's been beaten twice, but he hasn't been beaten on the feet. He's been beaten by two submissions. Mm. So I don't think Louis wants to take it to the ground, or he's never been inclined to take it to the ground. He wants to bang. Seku loves to bang. And mm. I don't think Seku generally wants to go to the ground either, so it could be a really nice stand-up striking battle. Could be a fight, uh, fight of the night in the making right there if uh, both both men stay on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Seku would need a dog. Yeah, he does. Course, yeah. So maybe we, we could work on that with Seku. Mad, mad dog? No, that's the, that was the guy that was, uh, who's, uh, yeah, yeah no, one out. Right, yeah, Here's my only other thought, right, for this one is that Rabbit. when Louis beat Najelki, <laughs> what is it, Rabbit? When Louis, yeah, he beat Najelki, right? And if you think of Najelki's body, it's similar to Seku's body. It's ranged. And, and Seku might have fought uh, in Muay Thai uh, more recently over the last uh, uh, six or so months. Uh, maybe. They maybe. Just fought on the same card. <laughs> maybe they just fought on the same card. Possibly. Yeah. Well, I think they both wanting to stand up. That's where you can really. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're outmatched grappling wise, you're probably going to get dominated. Uh, yeah, if if you can't stop your opponent from taking you to the ground, it's a bad night for you. Mm. But if you both want to stand, like you know, even if you're not as good of a striker, you still got a chance there. Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem that Jelki had, he what you know, of course you want to you know use your rangy punches and 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 especially that jab, and I think Seku is going to want to do as well. But if you remember, it only went for thirteen seconds, and the big question mm. was angles. Can he get to the left? And be able to maybe counter with a left hook his way out of from the cage because you know Louis just going to come forward with a big 50, 50 you know haymakers in a row with you know left hook overhand right left hook overhand right. I'm sure he's yeah. going to start that way. Is is Seko going to be able to do what Najelki couldn't? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it, and it's so, it's so exciting when you've got uh, so much young talent in Australia right now. Uh, a lot of athletes are, are finding their way stylistically, and uh, and may have only had you know two or three or four fights by the time they earn themselves a spot on the DFC card, for instance. And so, um, do, do we know whether uh, often the style is just what they've is their default, or is it something that's still a work in progress? And we're starting to see these young athletes as they return to uh, the, the DFC cage, coming back with something extra, coming back with something new and, and developing as athletes, which uh, I find is super exciting. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, isn't it? It's probably different for everybody. And you see other people, you know, some people really change a lot, you know, in, in, in terms of, you know, even the, the way they hold themselves standing up striking, but then of course adapting and, and also gathering much more to their actual overall game. You know, I suppose, you know, it's probably different for everybody, but, you know, you see some some change. But generally, the most change that I see is just uh, the level of skill 
the level of confidence, the level of taking your time and being able to, you know, do what you want and, and to also not just rush things, you know, is, is probably the most most thing that you see from your your your, your you're much more amateur to much more experienced fighters as they take their time, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I guess that was uh, one of the characteristics that you uh, just picked out a little uh, earlier with respect to the maturity uh, in in the ring. Um, uh, sorry, who was the athlete uh, you were referring to? Um, uh, no, um, uh, <laughs> Apex Kickboxing uh, looked great in the ring. Sadiq Asifi. Asifi, yeah. So that, yeah. that really marks somebody who's – having one of their early fights and yet they've got uh, all of the qualities of a, of a seasoned uh, athlete who's, and I mean, that was a big stage at Apex. I mean, in front of the grandstand, thousands of people and for him to uh, you know, present uh, I mean, as, as level-headed and um, is quite a, quite a, uh, an accomplishment in itself. He on, honestly looked as good as any athlete that I've seen on the light, on the higher stage of all, you know. Mm. And his first fight, I'm like, what the heck was that? <laughs> that was just ridiculous. And and he's, it's not like his opponent was a slacker and just well, it was hopeless. Mm. No, he just was amazing. Yeah, it is interesting Scary. with styles in in fighting that people will will they'll gravitate towards one. Or the other when they first start, you know, whether they they love they fall in love with striking or they just are super strong with their grappling, and that becomes yeah. their their bread and butter. And it's very rare that you sort of see a big change in an athlete's game from their core sort of principle, uh, yeah, you know, uh, thing that they use when they go into the cage. And it's like this guy's a grappler, and he's added some striking over his career, yeah. but predominantly, except for one except thing. for Ronda and her boxing, bro. <laughs> yeah, she mm. was the head movement was uh, the factor in that one there. Yeah. Edmund Vitamarian. <laughs> yeah, you're obviously proven wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean. Coming from a judo background for for herself, I mean that's that's what won her eleven fights in a row in the first round. Um, but yeah, adding some 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 sort of level of striking into that. But obviously, you know, it is rare to see somebody change significantly. And the only one I'm sort of thinking of is Sean Shirk. I don't know if you remember Sean Shirk, who was a lightweight champion in the US, yeah. the Muscle yeah. Shark, who was the Muscle given, Shark, yeah, given that nickname. God, we're old. <laughs> Give that nickname uh, by the Japanese wow. audience because that doesn't make any sense to me at all. But, um, <laughs> it probably makes perfect sense in Japanese. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, right. Yeah. Absolutely. The muscle. Yeah. He was uh, predominantly a, a wrestler and grappler. He's lean whale in Japanese. It's hard to translate. It's hard to know. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. Um, most of his career, he fought as a wrestler and he would take people down and ground and pound them. And he had phenomenal cardio and he would just outwork people. Mm. And then in the later part of his career, he basically became a boxer. Like he fell in love with his hands and his, his striking ability and he would not wrestle, choose not to wrestle. Mm. And because he just wanted to, to box uh, instead, yeah. which is, yeah. And I think we're coming out of an era with MMA where uh, athletes would have uh, quite strongly stood in a particular discipline and then developed uh, the additional skill set that made them proficient in the in the cage yeah. the octagon. Yeah. Whereas now you've got young kids that go in and from day one, uh, they're learning, they're across all the skills. Mm. And although they might have a, a disposition towards uh, striking or, or, or grappling or whatever it might be, they're much more proficient across yeah. the spectrum yeah. of, of the skill set that's required to uh, be successful in the game yeah. now than yeah. ever before. And, yeah. and that's where we're seeing these athletes who 
are, are coming to DFC. Uh, they might be two, three or four fights in and really in mm. that very short period of time, they're, they're evolving and finding themselves as fighters and that's that's really exciting. Yeah. That's right. I mean, as we said, like this is our 15th DFC, mm. but if you think back to like even 10, 15 years ago, there was only a couple, maybe like one or two MMA clubs in the whole you know, state or in each state even. Yeah. So, you know, if you say to a, a fighter, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from karate. I'm from the Kung Fu guy. I'm from jiu-jitsu or I'm from – it wasn't It was like these days where, as you just said, you know, young kids growing up, they only have one thing. Oh, my gosh, no. They know immediately that that would be just completely inept and stupid to start with just one. Mm. You go to an MMA club and learn everything. So uh, as, you, as you glance through the card um, and in preparation for Saturday night – where do you where do you where do you see an upset? Who do you think is going to have the knockout? Where do you think the the, the standout results? Uh, who's going to win the five hundred dollars from American Motors for fight of the night? There's so many possibilities. We've got Big Reese Smith, like big heavyweight against Nate Levin from Pro Fitness Victoria. That could, that's probably going to be finished in one. So if you like knockouts, I'm sure yeah. <laughs> that's going to happen. Um, so that's a, uh, I mean, second or third fight fight for the for the night. <laughs> you already touched Before on that, Louis uh, and Seku. That that's uh, if that stays on on the right. female fights as well. We're starting off with a with a bit of a grudge grudge match of um, Ibrahimi versus Lulu Lulios. Lulios. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, so Lulios has been obviously talking a lot and a lot lot of shit. Um, yeah. and he's going to try and back it up. Has he? Has he really? Ibrahimi. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He doesn't Anyone know any want? other type. You know, he loves it. He loves it. <laughs> he goes, oh, don't give a fuck, bro. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So that'll be our first first fight. Um, you know, we've got Lachlan Spidey Fetch, Fletcher versus Machete mm. Benetti. Um, and then Reese Smith, the banger. Um, Johnny Mano versus Muhammad Zayed. You know, in that modified no throws or takedowns uh, sand shoot fight at seventy six kilos. Um, yeah, I think just about every fight is a good one and a tight one. There's not a lot um, that I can, you know, like, oh, this one's definitely going to finish this way because, you know, I think some of them, yeah, there's a fairly, you know, this one's a favourite. Um, one to look out for, of course, is uh, one we haven't mentioned yet, is good old Isaac Richards um, mm. versus Damien Vola, yeah. who just, you know, got the TKO win in Queensland yeah, uh, two weeks ago. A week ago. Yeah. Totally a great teammate. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, you know. Love to you, Josh and Talia um, and Mel. We uh, – is it Mel? Mandy. I think I Mandy? Yep. Mandy, great. Sorry, Mandy. Um, yeah, so uh, well done and congratulations. Um, you guys are amazing, uh, South Australians, to go up there and smash them both. Mm. And how's knees and knees and knees, huh? Oh, yeah. I was thinking of you when I was watching the final moments of that fight. Yeah. <laughs> 14, I wonder if the commentator was counting the knees, like 14, 15, 16. Uh, She's just amazing, isn't she? The powerhouse. Yeah. yeah. Apparently she didn't yeah. know that they were able to throw knees to the head until like just before the fight. So, yeah, mm. they came back mm. and said, yeah, you're allowed to do that. She's like, yes, here we go. All <laughs> <laughs> well, the Christmases came up once. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's going to have to. Sorry, mate? Yeah, sorry, yeah. I was going to say she's going to have to redo that fight that she had with um, uh, yeah. with 
Um, oh, I've forgotten her name. Amazing uh, Australian. This girl is is has not lost since she's mm-hmm. uh, and, and and she. The, the, oh, I forgot her name, but she beat uh, the, the girl that, that Talia fought oh, as well. So Anna, it's uh, yeah, that, uh, that uh, uh, I, here we are. I've we'll forgotten it. I'm sorry, guys. Professionals, so we'll I know Matt we'll will just out. edit all of this out, <laughs> and it will just come up with the, the young I'll lady's name. Lip sync, Rich's yeah, mouth to yeah. say the perfect words. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I got this. Uh, that was at uh, Apex, and uh, oh. and and just the, that week, the, the week before, um, uh, Talia had had COVID, and uh, her dad, who'd normally be <clears throat> in her corner, um, wasn't able to be there because then he had COVID, and uh, so uh, and to uh, and to see in, in her own words, she just felt that she was a, a little bit off. She wasn't a hundred percent there, uh, but she'd. Um, uh, put up a, a fantastic uh, effort, and. Uh, um, and afterwards was in, in good spirits and felt like she gave her absolute and couldn't have done more given her, given her health at the time. But at no point. Um, Amina, Amina Hadia. Yeah. Um, Hadaya. Hadaya. Yeah. Amina Hadaya. Well done. Yeah. Did you just look that up, did you? Or? Uh, oh, no. Dave knew. He just I, was playing. I, I just had it in the back of my mind most of the time. Um, well done. When you were talking. Amina Hadea. Uh, that girl is <laughs> is like going places. I'm telling you, she's had lots of boxing fights. She's a superstar, Hadea. Look out for her because I'm telling you, she's amongst the very elite in Australia. There's not many of them at that, you know, for females in that category which means great things. It means that you're only a step away from the big show. Yeah. Um, Hadea and uh, and uh, Talia have got to go again mm. um, at some point. And if Talia beats Hadea, whew, that's it. Ooh. It may be trilogy for that. Mikey, Apex 3, Nord Oval. Hadea. There's, there's one of your, there's, there's one of your big... Big big fights of the night right there. They they could be a, a very close to a main event or a co-main event. That would be a, a big fight. Absolutely, it would be a big big fight. She can beat Hadea, and I'm telling you, the eyes of Australia are all over Hadea at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, if not the world. So yep. Hadea's going places, but Talia can beat her and just you know put that one in the back pocket. She's got moment. the skills to be a big moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hadea well, uh, is like Louis Passon to me. Mm. Mm. What about the uh, Joe Brown fight? Uh, how's your feelings towards on that one? Well, I like I like Joe Brown uh, all over in this one, mm. um, but I want to see Joe get a finish. Yeah, I want to see him just go in there like an absolute cannonball for twenty seconds, just <laughs> like a pinball, just going crazy around, around the cage, and just you know starting off with flying knees and just going absolutely pumped. Seeing if he can get it done within a minute, you know. Um, I reckon he's got. The speed, I reckon he's got the strength advantage. I reckon he's got it. Um, and, and I don't think his opponent has fought for a couple of years, so he's going to have that rust. Whereas, um, yeah, you know, our boy, uh, Vanilla Gorilla, he, he's, um, he's always keen to get on every single card we do. He's always busy. Yep. And I think he's going to run straight through him for a KO. But I just hope he doesn't take his time too long and go to a decision yeah. again. I want to see him get that win in the first minute. Okay. He deserves yeah, it. That's, uh, if you want to impress the man on the screen right now, that's exactly what you got to do. One minute, Joe. Come on, brother. He will be ringside. He will be cage-side. He will be watching. He'll be calling it. Hey. And, uh, I have Joe on the show next week. Is that – 
we yes, we're we're in discussions with Joe's management team right now, and uh, we're very hopeful that uh, is that his missus? Top have, dog industry. Have him, have him in the studio, Joe Brown, next week. Well, of course, right now is you know twenty four hours away from weigh in, so of course the athletes, the boys like Joe, uh, especially Joe, you know, big boy Joe, he's got a lot to lose. I'm thinking. So, have you got any? Uh, you, you you spoke to him before our show tonight about. Yeah, yeah. Look, he, I mean, he, he's uh, suffering as a lot of the fighters do as they come into these final hours before weigh-in, and uh, like I say, less than twenty-four hours to go. Um, he uh, he would have loved to have been here, but he, I think he's uh, in a sauna or a hot bath somewhere in Adelaide right now, just uh, just letting those letting those kilos seep away. And uh, and I'm sure that uh, within fifteen minutes of standing on that scale, it will be about five kilos heavy. So, uh, <laughs> look, sorry, mate. Look. <clears throat> Sorry, the ginger beer is just taking hold. Um, so massive night, big big night uh, tomorrow night. Weigh-ins, um, all going well. Athletes will find themselves uh, at the at the big event um, Saturday night, Adelaide Oval. All kicks off uh, about five pm, five six pm. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Doors yeah. open at five, isn't it, guys? So Doors yeah, open. make sure you're there at four thirty. You know, fights are um, kicking off. About six o'clock. Tickets still available? Not many, from what I understand. So uh, mm. you know, it's almost a sellout and has been for, for, for weeks now. So if, you, if you're lucky enough to find a, a ticket somewhere or mm. get onto uh, diamondbackfc.com uh, mm. and uh, see, see if there's any left, but you'd be lucky if you find any. Um, so, mm. uh, but uh, with those little, that final handful of sold tickets, uh, that needs to go. Otherwise, if you're in Adelaide, you are not going to be able to get access to the pay-per-view and the pay-per-view on uh, Ooh, Fight TV. Fight TV, yeah. Fight, Fight TV, it's good be, to be back. Wow. Sorry, good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah. Online, some technical issues at, at our at DFC 14, so it's, it's going to be great to uh, yeah. offer you to have a microphone in hand this time. <laughs> Remember, like, we, made a, we made a microphone out of, what was it, like a lapel mic, and we attached it to some stand and then put, like, gaff tape around it. It was like, here we go, that's our microphone. That was essentially it. It works out but this time we'll be doing a really good professional job. Um, I really enjoyed watching Eternal the other day, um, mm. and you know I thought they did a fantastic. You know they must be the 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 top of Australia in terms of the way they did. But I thought, to be honest, I thought there was a bit of wank. That I thought they they maybe speak a bit wanky, and I thought we're better because we speak a bit much more down to earth, I think, and I reckon we can do a, a better job with just this, the same amount of professionalism, I reckon, but without the wank-wank. Mm. Uh, interesting call. They, they actually yeah. sound like fighting yeah. um, so, uh, are, you, are you taking on the... The, the, the commentary uh, teams of other promotions yeah. now. <laughs> this, is, this is like a... Well, I think we it's do a BJ great job. Practitioner, as you are. The expert. Yeah. Finally yeah. tuned. The guru. Yeah. Scientist, <laughs> they call him. <laughs> yeah. The lounge chair expert. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, really looking forward to it. Oh, one other thing we didn't mention, um, but two days ago, remember we were talking about um, Dana White's Contender Series? Yes, we were. Yeah, yeah. Australian uh, featherweight Jack Jenkins, uh, who's on a seven-fight win streak, now eight-fight win streak, fought under, under the Dana White uh, Contender Series from Absolute MMA. He, this guy's amazing. He, he's actually fought um, a couple of South Australians before. He's fought Happy Alan Hartley and he's fought Jesse Medina from Mildura. So 
you know, he, he's, he's been up and around. He, he's got a seven-fight win streak in the last three years, though. Fought Dana White Contender Series. Currently now in the UFC, got the uh, got the shake hands from Dana White. So congratulations well, to Jack. Yeah, Australia. We're talking about Australian athletes, weren't we, the other day? So well done. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. That's what you'll have to see. Somebody who puts in the hard yards and then they get their opportunity and they seize it yeah. with their hand. It's got a great mullet as there well. Is there a contender series for commentators? <laughs> like, uh, are you, you to get in, just get in a cage. Get, well, you don't get in the cage. You just sit on the outside of the cage and, and talk shit about what's going on inside the cage. And, I reckon Australia, some- Australia's overrepresented in um, great MMA commenta- commentators as well, eh? We've got, you know, Chevello and... Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, us boys have got to look out. We all better, you know, make sure we do a bloody good job trying and beat each other because someone's getting the call up soon, I reckon. Come on now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the big caboose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the big caboose. Good night, good Irene. He's uh, more hooks than a pirate convention. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, you have to write all these down for me before I commentate, so they'll be like, "I'll know what to say." <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to be keeping a close ear out for you, for you, Rich, on uh, on Saturday night. I'm going to be listening out for that one, and for you to be just, uh, yeah, just uh, stealing a few of those golden lines. Yeah, uh, thanks, mate. Yeah. Cucumber in a women's prison, but uh, you know. oh. <laughs> oh, that's one of his lines. That's not, yeah. <laughs> Actually, do yeah. you see there's a, there's a great fight he called? Uh, it's still on YouTube. The fighter's last name was <laughs> Manus. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I saw um, this. Somebody cut all the moments of Chevello <laughs> saying, uh, Manus is taking a pounding. Yes. Manus is not happy. Manus is bleeding now. <laughs> yeah. Best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. And Champagne so, MMA. You, you'll be cage side, Rich, with uh, your partner in crime, uh, Andy Carpenter, I believe. Yeah, we sure will be. And you'll the be right in the middle of the other. ring and running around. Um, yeah, yeah, super excited, uh, and yeah, you'll be in the middle doing doing all the hard work, which is great, and we'll just be talking about you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a proper microphone. Yeah. I oh, no, 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 I, I always get a proper microphone. You got the proper one. Yeah, yeah. Rich gets to use yeah a broken, cool, yeah. <laughs> a, a broken iPhone uh, microphone. Uh, yeah, it was and, terrible. Uh, it's a stream on. I mean, we recorded yeah. it off a phone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was back. That, that was actually really good, and it's such what? a shame that that call. That yeah, that call. It's such a shame that that call did not uh, make its way to pay per view. It was an exceptional oh. call. Uh, I, I'll also say this: you're not a bad cameraman. No, you, you were did you watch that? There, mate. I, I, well, I watched as much as what one, one could watch, but you know, <laughs> but yeah, I watched ten back, seconds. Um, it, it, it was an, it was an all on Instagram. So that was the the other good thing oh. that you didn't have to pay if you you know to go to go yeah. watch it back on Instagram. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it was a. But yeah, I, I commend you for your work under pressure uh, on on uh, the last TFC. And uh, well, it was good fun. Like I, I just wanted to get the good good uh, cage seating really. So I just held up the phone and started talking really. <laughs> <laughs> so, you as a, as a fan of MMA, uh, the first opportunity to do the commentary, how did that come about with, with Diamondback? 
for me. Um, well, I suppose I, I was always with uh, Diamondback, like before it even happened. You know, I remember you know working with Ike in the gym, and and just one day he just came back and said, "Hey, Rich, what do you think of us?" Because we we knew that the the um, MMA down under was the previous um, uh, sanctioned MMA show in South Australia, the only South Australian show, um, and they were going belly under and having some issues. And so we were watching along the sidelines. And then, you know, as I think they were, I think they had announced this is our last show. We're not doing it anymore. Um, you know, I think Ike was just watching along the sidelines, going, you know, hey, maybe I should take this on. You know, and at that time, you know, Cardioflex, you know, was de definitely, you know, a really growing brand in South Australia. And so, you know, gave him some real confidence to, to you know, to, to do something like that. So I remember having that conversation and I was, you know, pretty close to him at that time, which is great. So and I just, at that point, I'd be like, fantastic. If I can help out or do anything I can in any possible way, um, whether it be stacking chairs, which I've done for every single event, just about, I reckon, as well, you know, I'm there. And so... You know, he, he said, oh, what do you want to do? You know, and I, I'm like, oh, I'd do anything, you know. And, I, you know, for, for I think the first seven or eight DFCs, you know, we'd come and set up the cage and stack chairs. And then, of course, what I'd really love doing was I was mm. the, the um, in you know, up, up with the media guys doing, like, not the vision mixing, but doing the replays. Mm -hmm. um, so it was great because, you know, we're working with a whole – bunch of um, studio media guys who who weren't fans of MMA so they didn't know what to look at or what to replay and when they should replay and the whole system you know so it's really yeah. fun doing all of that from the the back of house sort of sort of stage and of course I'd have Andy Carpenter and Mike Turner sitting sort of just to the right of me doing all the commentary um, and you know it was great working with those guys and just listening and being a part of it you know I suppose um and I suppose just with the, the relationship I've had with Ike, I think at, I think at one stage he he just said, "Mate," because um, I think we always talked about me doing commentary, <laughs> but uh, never really eventuated. But I think yeah, he said, um, I don't know, it was about six shows ago. He he said, um, "I want you to do the commentary for this next one." Hmm. You know, what? You know, really? <laughs> Which is just I don't know, amazing. You know, just to, for somebody to trust you like that and to believe in you. Um, well, I had no idea what I was doing, but I was really lucky because, uh, yeah, Mike Turner um, really took me under his wing and, you know, gave me, you know, quite a good, you know, uh, chat and, uh, you know, and talks about, you know, what you should and shouldn't do and how we work together. And there's a lot that goes into, you know, what you, how you work together and what you say and what your role is and so forth. We don't just sort of turn the mic off, mic on and start, you know, talking. Um, so, yeah, it was a really good uh, introduction through Mike and, um, and then, you know, I suppose from then it's just been experience, um, you know, from and, and you know that you make mistakes and, you you know, you, I stuff this up, I stuff that up. And But with every single one of them, I, I really feel you get much more confident and you get much, much better. So, yeah, yeah it's been a great experience for me. Yeah. 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 Was it a, a special moment when he said, You've been adorned with the uh, the commentary position, and you're like, oh, did you feel like a, oh, a sick kind of scared feeling, but excited? Or, well, you know, the great thing is, is honestly, um, is when I did it for the first time, I was doing it with two very experienced campaigners and fighters, and you know, previous heavyweight champion Mike Turner. So it could be very intimidating, but you know, they all said to me, including Ike, you said to me, you just be yourself. We know, you know. 
you know that you're just the best guy in the world, Rich, and, and I believe them. <laughs> no, honestly, that, they just really said, just, just do you, you know. We know that you love to get excited. You're a big mouth, you know, and <laughs> and that's true. And I, and I do really get excited. Uh, suppose it comes from watching the, the days at the VFL at Waverley Oval every week with my dad just screaming and yelling. But, <laughs> but I do, like Chevello, for example, I mean, he's a big yeller, isn't he? Oh, yeah. You know, he gets excited. And I really... I very much um, try and not be Michael Chevello, but be myself. But I find that very much similar kind of get excitement, you know, and, and you get crazy when when somebody's getting, you know, something amazing is happening, you know. A lot of commentary is really dry. Um, a lot of really, really dry and boring commentary when mm. something completely amazing is happening. It's mm what the hell are you, you know, you can't be dull and boring. And, yeah, yeah I, I suppose I don't try and be anything but just be myself and it seems to work really well. Best best moment for you in your commentary career? Oh, I think Passon maybe getting that knockout or it could have been uh, could have been Talia with the knees. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just right in there with them. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Or maybe – Maybe one of those fights where was it Joe Brown against? Um, oh, you're going to tell me the name in a second with all the blood on the canvas. Oh, yeah. oh no, it wasn't yeah, Joe yeah. Brown. It was it was uh, the last one at uh, Adelaide the, Oval. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know the the smell of oh. copper in the air. You just there's things that you just don't get to experience or see, and uh, you know as a, as a normal spectator way in the in the back of the stands. So mm. yeah, it's. Um, it's pretty pretty privileged position, and and you know I found a home with it. It's great. <laughs> so, yeah. well, well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see this man do his thing on Saturday night, all you got to do is head over to Fight TV right now. Diamondback Fighting Championship DFC fifteen Adelaide Oval Saturday night. You'll see Rich Warner and some fights, but mostly Rich Warner. <laughs> So, 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 <laughs> so uh, don't forget if you uh, if, if you haven't already bought a ticket, there might be one or two or three left. Be quick on it, but uh, and then hope they sell out so that uh, you can uh, get book yourself the the pay per view now. And if you're interstate or overseas, of course, grab that pay per view right now. It's your best chance of seeing some of the best fighters in Australia come together in a cage this weekend anywhere in the world. Diamondbackfc.com. Uh, we can get all the updates and information that you need and any available tickets you'll be able to find on there. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming in for the third time. The uh, the expertise was was welcome. We really appreciate you. <laughs> oh, it's all fun. The Book of Knowledge. Thanks, guys. It's uh, always a welcome guest. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, guys. Love, love. And BJJ expert. Richie. <laughs> <laughs> The man who invented it. <laughs> the missing Gracie. The I'm missing gonna, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna put you in a guillotine tomorrow night in the day like for that. Well thanks so much Love for joining us again, Rich. We'll look forward to seeing you on the podcast again very, very soon. See you guys. Bye. 